Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm Adam, and with me, as always, Patty. Adam, how you how's doing? It going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited about the show today because it's going to be very educational, informative. Yes, it's going to be good. We have a couple ladies from Operation Ward 57. Ward 57. Um, nice. Okay. Yeah, I've known Brittany online now for quite a while. I've been watching some amazing things that they do. So we have Brittany Hamilton on the show, and we also have Heather Slewinski. Did I pronounce that correctly, Heather? Yes, you did. Amazing. (laughs) That (laughs) does not always happen on the first time. (laughs) All right. Um, So Brittany, I wanted to go ahead and um, have you on first. Brittany is the executive director at Operation Ward 57. How are you doing today, Brittany? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having us. Great. I'm glad that you could be on the show. Um, If you could just tell everybody what Operation Ward 57 is, that would be great. Yes. So Operation Ward 57, we are a nonprofit that supports uh, wounded, ill, and injured veterans and their families. Um, So we're primarily post 9-11, although we do support all eras in some of our programs. I mean, it's everything from the moment somebody's in recovery at the hospital, you know, could be delivering a meal or comfort items um, to lifelong needs. So small emergency grants, we do a lot of case management. Um, We have some grants available to help with service animal expenses, um, to fund morale boosting events, concerts, meet and greet, family days. Um, And then we also have our Honor and Courage program, which includes our um, crisis line that that Heather runs that is available to all era um, veterans and their families, as well as law enforcement, first responders, um, pretty much anybody that's in need is willing to, and, you know, pick up that phone and call Heather, she'll she'll talk to them. So we do a wide variety of things, just trying to fill in the gaps um, of needs that are out there for our veterans and their families. Mm -hmm. And we know there's a lot of gaps out there. Um, How did you get involved in helping veterans? Yeah, so so my actual daytime paying job, um, I've worked for the last close to 19 years at the VA hospital in Seattle. Um, And so I was, you know, working around veterans, enjoyed it. Um, and then, you know, 9-11 happened and, and things started to change. And I was at the time, um, this is about 2006, I was really feeling like um, I wanted to do more and I wanted to help, but I didn't really know how. Um, I was in college and I didn't feel like I had a lot of money to give. And, you know, I, I didn't feel like I had talents that I could somehow raise funds. And, um, and I happened to stumble across and meet the, the co-founders of the organization at the time. They had just started the organization. Um, and it was initially focused on Ward 57, which is, um, was at Walter Reed Army Medical Center. And that was the amputee ward. One of the co-founders ended up being a nurse on that ward. And this was right when they were, the ward was getting bombarded with you know, a lot of injuries. And they weren't prepared for it. And she kind of said, hey, you know, do you want to... Um, we're selling these t-shirts to directly, you know, raise funds for this ward alone. This You'll see your money go here. And I thought I can do that and I can ask my friends to do that and I can volunteer. And it kind of went from there. Um, and then in 2011, I was able to step up and take over as executive director. And, um, and it's just been a passion of mine to be able to give back and, and serve our veterans and their families. Wow, that is amazing. Well, thank you for doing that. 
um, you had mentioned something called the Honor and Courage um, hotline. That's very intriguing to me. I come from a, a background of law enforcement. My grandpa's a retired police officer. Um, I served as a reservist on a police department in Michigan, and my husband was a police officer for several years. So he and then he joined the military. So this is especially intriguing to me because you um, encompass all sorts of heroes. So if you could tell us, um, just maybe give us an intro to Heather, because I know that that's Heather's arena, so to say. Yeah. So um, I was blessed to have Heather enter my life um, through Operation Ward 57 and and her service of, of veterans and, and their families through Walter Reed and, and other um, programs and her and her son, Luke, um, and I'm probably going to get this wrong. I believe Luke was 11 at the time, 11 or 12. Um, and he actually spurred the idea of the honor and courage program, um, and wanting to give back through, um, educating our youth and educating others on the needs of our veterans. Um, and Heather took on this hotline. She, you know, she's one of those people that says, you know, call me anytime and I'm going to pick up and, and that's, true. Um, and that's where it kind of started. And, um, her phone is on her 24 seven and, um, she takes a lot of calls and she'll stay on the call as long as possible. And so we're blessed to have her, um, and have Heather, you know, a part of our program and helping our veterans. It's probably nobody more passionate than she is to, to give in back. Wow. You know, it's amazing how, um, we become involved in such amazing organizations just because of a passion, isn't it? Um, you really have to have a passion to do a great job at these things. So, um, Heather, how are you doing today? Yes, I'm good. How are you? Great. I would love your version of um, how you became involved with Operation Ward 57 and love some more information about your son. And that's amazing. Maybe we can interview him someday. That would be fun. I don't know how old he is now. Sure. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so Luke was, he was 11 years old uh, when he came to me. I think it was, it was 2011. And he sat down. He actually had an entire blueprint drawn up of what he wanted to do, how he wanted to do it, who he wanted to serve. Uh, and the one thing that he was really focused on was making sure that we did have a hotline that was open to veterans of all eras, um, you know, not just exclusive to post 9-11 veterans. And I looked at the blueprint that he had up and I, I was amazed. It was, it was just everything that I wanted, but he just came to me at that time. And at that time, I kept hearing when I was in Walter Reed, I kept hearing Operation War 57, Operation War 57, and the reputation that they had was amazing. So that's when I reached out to Brittany, and I went to her, and I said, okay, so here's our idea, and are you on board? Would, would you want to take on our program with honor and courage, and this, this, and this is what we're going to do, and here we are today. You know... Operation Ward 57, I've, I've been watching for a long time, and you all are amazing. I have got to say, every time I've sent a military um, family over your way, you've been able to help them at Christmas. Um, I'm really excited about the hotline because that is a much-needed um, service. Uh, Adam, I've, I've been talking so much. I know you've got to have some questions here. No, I just, I like that, you know, when you sent me their information and whatnot, I was going over it and I think it's just great what they're doing for the community. So my hat's off to you ladies, because it's, a, it's, there's, I don't, 
think in today's age there's enough resources out there um, or you can never never have too much uh, resources out there. So I, I think what you guys are doing are great. Um, I'm trying to come up with another question here, but uh, <laughs> I haven't had my full cup of coffee, so give me a minute. yeah go ahead oh I was gonna say well and Heather could probably tell you too that you know a lot of the reason our our hotline expanded to include law enforcement and first responders and um, was really you know one we get a lot of veterans who move into those fields after um, they get out of service Um, but if not too we you know we just started a naturally um, Heather's father was a Philadelphia police officer. So she's got a heart for, um, you know, supporting our law enforcement. And, but we started to, you know, she would just get calls from police officers who had been involved, um, in shootings or lost somebody. Um, I know after the Dallas, um, four were killed, there was an increase. And, and that's when we just kind of said, you know, let's make sure we're including them and that they know, cause we would pass the number out, but it would often reference just veterans. And we were, you know, I wanted people to know that they were okay to call that line. Um, and so, you know, we revised our wording so that, you know, they know they're open to get it. And um, I know it's pretty powerful for Heather when she gets those calls. That's true. And not only just for the veterans, but for their family members as well. I often get some calls from uh, the wives and the mothers of police officers or or veterans, um, and they're struggling as well. So we encourage them to pick up the phone and to call us as well. As a matter of fact, um, I'm just remembering because of the anniversary of the Las Vegas shooting, uh, just have, you know, just passed the other day. And during that time, right after the shooting, I actually had a young girl who was injured in that shooting call the hotline as well. So I don't say no to anybody. I honestly, if anybody's struggling or having, you know, a difficult time, um, I'm going to answer the phone regardless of who they are. Wow. That is amazing. Um, So, wow. We really need that. You know, as a caregiver myself, I know that there were times that I wish I had somebody to talk to when we were first starting out. So, um, that's just a caregiver to a veteran who was injured in combat. But I can't imagine being somebody involved in a shooting like that and being able to finally have somebody to reach out to like you. I've never heard of, I mean, there may be other organizations who do that, but I, um, you know, I have not heard of that. So that's really amazing. Um, people who want to learn more about Operation um, Ward 57 can go to operationward57.org, O-R-G. Um, and what about the hotline number? Could you give us that phone number? Sure. The hotline number is 267-210-6956, and that's 24-7. Okay. Again, everybody, it's 267-210-6956. And um, and that, again, is open. And I don't want to speak for you, but um, for law enforcement, firefighters, first responders, somebody just needing to talk, um, correct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And what are your other uh, social networks that you utilize? We are on everything like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> and they're all pretty much Operation Ward 57 um, if you're looking us up. Is there anything else that you want to interject here or to share with our listeners? Um. 
Well, I definitely want to kind of plug our adopt a family program right now, if that's possible. Absolutely. Um, we are currently um, accepting applications for um, wounded, ill, or injured veterans, um, po- actually Desert Storm era or above, um, or Gold Star families. Um, we have a program that we pair them up with businesses and individuals that want to sponsor and, and adopt them for the holidays. So provides a gift for the children and, and a hot meal. Um, it's open nationwide. Um, it's If you go to our website, um, the Operation Ward57.org, there's a link to the applications on there. Um, and that'll be open. We started applications on the first of this month, um, and we'll start pairing families next month. Um, but we definitely encourage both families and those wanting to sponsor the families to sign up. Wow. And just looking at your website, there's so many programs yeah. here. I'm, I'm on, I'm <laughs> on their website right now and I'm looking at like all of their stuff and I'm just like, wow, it, it, it uh, all the tools that you guys have for the programs. Amazing. Um, and, and you make it easy, whether you want to read it, you got DVD video, you got a gaming library, family rooms, uh, and as you scroll down, you could donate, volunteer, which everybody, if you're listening to this, means you're already online. Uh, open up another browser. Go to operationboard57.org. Um, you can become a partner, too, whether it's organizations, business, athletes, musicians, public figures. You guys have so much here, and it's 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 really just quite amazing. And, and I did think of a question. Out of the years that you guys have been doing this, how many people or families have you guys helped overall? Do you guys have, do you guys know, or what's the ballpark number on that? For the adopt a family or just in general, in general, in general, who, um, <laughs> not really good with numbers. I know Heather, you get what 400 or 500 calls yeah. on the hotline on the hotline per year. I usually get anywhere between 350 to 400 calls. Jeez. Wow. Um, and, that, and that's, and that's, family. and that's all across, that's a, all across the country. Yes. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. And then last year for adopt a family, um, we had, I think 350 families, which was about 900 children that we adopted out, um, over the course of that. And then throughout the course of the year, we, you know, we probably serve, um, you know, a hundred to 200 families across the country for between grants and, um, events and that kind of thing. Wow. Adam, I, wow. <laughs> let's adopt a family. Can we do that? I'm pretty sure we could. Pre- Let me talk to the uh, network owner. I hear he's kind of a stickler, but um, I'm pretty yeah, sure I can. Pr- I'm pretty sure I can persuade. Hey, I didn't ask for you to agree with me. Um, <laughs> it's pre- Adam, you I'm pretty sure that we could. Pre- <laughs> we could persuade him to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wow. that's absolutely amazing. Um, wow, that, <laughs> that's a lot of people. So I, yeah, so can it, I add something about the hotline real I, quick too? Please. With the the numbers of calls that I'm getting, honestly, about ninety percent of those calls are Vietnam veterans. Um, as they're getting older, they're retiring. A lot of them are falling ill, so they're having more time to reflect um, on their time in Vietnam. So a lot of our Vietnams are really Vietnam veterans are really struggling right now. Wow, and they're overlooked so often. All of mm-hmm. you know, um, my husband's pre or pre and post 9-11. But thankfully, the post 9-11 has helped him a lot because he was, you know, he was wounded after um, 9-11. But 
those who were in prior to 9-11 are often um, put to the side, overlooked, um, services are not covering them, and they're struggling so much. So when you just said that, it was really, it really touched my heart because um, I meet so many pre-9-11 veterans, and it's really hard to tell them that I can't find any resources for them. So yeah. Um, I appreciate that input because I can give them your phone number now. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it, um, it, I got one more thing. It, it takes so it takes a lot to do what you guys are doing. And, and um, I'm curious, how many people across the country do you guys have, or how many volunteers do you guys have working with you guys at any given time across the country? Um. I mean, in all honesty, it's the majority of it's done through Heather and I. <laughs> um, and then we have a backup for our Honor and Courage line that's available. Um, and then when we have events and we have a bigger need, we are able to put the call out and we can get, you know, 10, 20, 30 plus volunteers at that at that time. So, um, and that's you know, we have... The, the, you, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head there. That was the point I wanted to make is that a lot of this falls back on, on your guys' shoulders right there. And... and to do what two of you are doing is absolutely tremendous and, and amazing. Your hearts are in the right place. You are literally changing the lives of hundreds and thousands of people uh, yearly. And, and the fact that, that you're doing this kind of the, just the two of you. And then, you know, when you make that call and you get the support, it's great to see the community come together and believe in your guys' mission. So, again, my hat's off to you because I, I think what you guys are doing is um, truly amazing. And, and if there was, um, I think if there was more people like you two in the world, this world would definitely be a better place than in, in it. Yeah. So I, I think people that are listening right now, I hope you all take the time to go to their website. And if you can volunteer, I strongly encourage you to do so. Well, we appreciate it. You know, I know for me, I, I tell people just give your time and volunteer an hour here, an hour there. And you, you know, you really never know how it's going to change you or where it's going to take you. And, you know, that's how we both kind of got involved in this is just by wanting to give back. And, you know, I never knew I'd be running a nonprofit or doing anything that I'm doing, you know, when I simply went to that one event to, you know, um, where I met the co-founder. So, you know, there's a, a lot of ways to, to help out there and people just need to, you know, give an hour of their time and get involved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, lady, you you are on a show called The Decision Hour, and there's a question that we ask all of our guests. Uh, so I want to ask each of you, if there's a time in your life where your feet are on the line and you've had to make that decision, and it could be anything, whether it was um, getting, you know, joining the military, getting out of the military, starting a business, running a nonprofit, getting married, uh, quitting your job, whatever the case may be. What was that decision that you made and what was the atmosphere like at that time for you? Um, Well, I'll kind of go, I mean, I would definitely say, um, you know, for me, I, I, the moment that I think of was, was taking um, over as executive director. Um, You know, I had been volunteering um, and giving my time, but you know, I don't have, I didn't have a background in nonprofits. Um, 
you know, and my background is research in mental health and addictions. And, um, and so, you know, making that commitment to, to take on the weight of keeping this nonprofit alive, um, you know, was both a scary, you know, thing, but it was also, um, you know, I know for myself, I've always been a believer when you're at that moment, um, that change is never easy. And there's always going to be that anxiety and that fear, but that's what makes us grow. And, and by pushing ourselves and kind of stepping over that line, um, great things can kind of happen. And, you know, here I am still running the organization and, and it's become a part of my life. So I'm grateful that I did that. Nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. I would have to say probably I used to actually deliver, help deliver babies for a living. And during that time, my youngest child, I have six kids, and my youngest is my son, Luke, who, who helped spearhead the Honor and Courage program. He was probably about four years old, five years old, and I would actually take him down to Walter Reed with me all the time. And he never saw the injury. He never, he could see the most severely burned person and go sit on their lap and talk to them and have a conversation with them and to see his passion and his drive to help support Wounded Warriors, he's my inspiration. And he's the reason, he's, he's why I'm where I'm at today. And I quit my paying job and here I am and I wouldn't have it any other way. Love that. And my son is actually, he's now, he'll be 18 next month and he's uh, sworn into the Marine Corps. He, he ships out on June 17th. Wow. Wow. Nice. Wow. wow. That's amazing. I'm just sitting here grinning because I'm thinking my daughter, um, she's your son's age and when we were at walter reed for um my husband's neck surgery the kids you're right they they didn't see the injury they only noticed that they were people and they didn't flinch they didn't second look any you know at anybody it was just amazing it's kind of funny as adults looking at your children how much you can actually learn from them yes and, 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 and yep. you kind of realize that, you know, in, in, in the world that we live in today with, with all the negativity and stuff that, that's in it. And there's, there's just as much as positive thing. I think the mainstream media focuses too much on the negative stuff, but that's my opinion. But I think if, if we looked more at our children and, and kind of, uh, kind of went back to that, that innocence that they have a little bit, you'd be surprised at, uh, uh, what the world would be like, you know, be more positive things, probably less arguing and, and, and whatnot. So it's, it's amazing what you can mm-hmm. learn from your kids. Yeah, it is. Well, everybody, and, you know, make sure you go to the website, Operation Ward 57. Uh, look at all the different ways that you can help from adopting a wounded warrior and a gold star family to donating wish list items. Uh, help promote them on social networking. That's easy for you to do, right? You just click a couple buttons. Uh, they have a neat store you can go to and shop online, operationward57.org. Brittany and Heather, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yes. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you're amazing. Keep up the good work. I know it's exhausting. Um, and if you all need anybody to talk to, Adam and I are here for you. Yes. Yeah. We know, we know how hard it is. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Well, Patty, that's, that's all the time we have. Do you got any closing remarks that you would like to say to our listeners? I would just say, 
go to operationward57.org and get involved. Absolutely. Check them out, folks. That's all the time we have. But before we let you go, make sure, again, like Patty said, go to operationward57.org. Check them out. Also, uh, make sure you go check out our network's uh, HMG, Heroes Media Group. Simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Check out all the great shows over there. Until next time, for Patty, I'm Adam. You've been listening to The Decision Hour.